Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is the Asian Madness Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime, morbid, mysterious, and odd from the Asian continent. I am your host, Jessica. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Asian Madness podcast. And if you're caught up, then you'll know I'm on a bit of a women killer spree. For the record, I have never actually said women do not kill. So for those who somehow feel that way, well, obviously women can be killers too. Before we jump into this, just wanted to make sure I say my rounds of hello, hope you're well, eating well, etc. I may not know every single one of you personally, but that doesn't mean I don't care about you listeners and followers. Without you, there will be no podcast. So originally, I only wanted to cover like four or five of these women killer cases, but the more I looked, the more it came up. So just prepare yourselves for more of these. How many? I cannot say for sure. At least two or three more. But anyway... Today's case came up on my Google search from months and months ago. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's not one would expect at all. I saved it, and finally I can tell you all about it. So far we've talked about women killing out of jealousy and self-defense, but there are more reasons for women to kill, one of them being for financial gain. We did sort of discuss one case long ago about a woman from Afghanistan named Shireen Ghul who murdered men to take their possessions. Similarly, the woman from today's case kills for money, but her targets are not strangers. She kills those that are closest to her. Does it make it worse? I mean, killing is pretty terrible, so there's no need to rank that, but I would say it's definitely worse in a sense. Her name is Kakehi Chisako. Let's begin. Just as a heads up, There isn't a lot of personal background information regarding this woman's life prior to her crimes. It's not that her life and history is not important, but, you know, when you're a regular person living your normal life, there just isn't that much to note. 
It was also the pre-modern tech era, so it's not like we can go on social media and find out what she ate or who she met in like 1966. But here's what I do have for you. Chisako was born right after the end of World War II on November 28, 1946, in the Saga Prefecture in southwestern Japan. So yes, she's pretty old now. Family life seemed pretty average. Her father was the breadwinner and worked a labor-intensive job. She did attend school, but was only able to complete high school. Sources indicated that she had many friends and was quite popular amongst her peers. Not only that, she also managed to do pretty well in school. And I think those are two major things that made school enjoyable, having friends and getting good grades. Chisako was smart, and she may very well have preferred to go on to study in university, but that wasn't really an option for her due to her family circumstances. She had the intelligence and willpower, but during those times, it was also more or less expected for a young woman to find a man and marry him ASAP. At least that's what was expected of her. Traditional culture, patriarchy, whatever you want to call it. Basically, a woman's main job was to find a husband, be the homemaker, and make her husband's life easier. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. But it is kind of nice to have the option of going to work and not stay home. Like most young and single women her age, she went on and found a job at a bank. And ideally, she hoped to find a husband along the way, as social norms dictated. As we know, people back in the olden days got married young. Chisako met her first husband sometime in the late 1960s, and the two got married when she was 23. The two were not very well off, and struggled quite a bit to make life comfortable. They had some ups and downs, and at some point, it was said that Chisako was getting tired of living the way they were currently living, as in, poor. They tried to start a printing company which ended up failing, and before she knew it, they had both begun to grow old, and she was nowhere near her dream life. To add insult to injury, or to shatter her dreams and then stomp on them, her husband suddenly passed away at the age of 56. Not only that, he had apparently left her with a huge amount of debt, which forced her to declare bankruptcy. She spent the next few years trying to rebuild her life, which actually worked out pretty well for her. It almost seems like she had a knack for this, but needed to maybe do things her way. I can't imagine her late husband being more involved with handling household finances since he's the man, and to be fair, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Looks like it's never too late to find yours. She was getting older, sure, but that doesn't mean older people can't date or get remarried. Around the year 2005, Chisako met and married her second husband, Suehiro Toshiaki. Chisako was close to 60 years old at this point, and her new husband was well into his 70s, with adult children. Japanese people are said to have long lifespans, so for all we know, people in their 70s could have 30 more years ahead of them. Nothing wrong with finding love later in life. But was it love? This relationship slash marriage went on for about three years, until one day in December of 2007, Suehiro suddenly collapsed and fell unconscious. What happened? It was said to have been a regular day for them. The couple and Suehiro's adult children 
were all at home, and they had been eating lunch together. After lunch, he decided to go on a nice little stroll. He didn't make it very far, though, as he was on the ground, gasping for air, unable to stand up. People in the street called an ambulance for him, and Chisako also arrived at the scene as well, seemingly concerned about her husband. She got in the ambulance with her husband, and for some reason, gave them a fake name of Hiraoka rather than Chisako. Knowing what we know about her, I guess it makes sense she wanted to give a fake name, but it really doesn't make sense. They know her face and she was married to him, like it wouldn't really be a mystery to figure out her real name. After he was rushed to the doctors, they told Suehito's family that things were not looking good for him. He was suffocating internally, and they should prepare themselves for the worst. At this point, Chisako was probably doing internal fist pumps in the air, but to her dismay, her husband actually made it out alive, though he was not restored to his prior condition. He was left with some permanent impairments, but would manage to stick around for another year and a half. It was said that his death had nothing to do with this specific incident. While I'm sure the doctors drew blood from him and did an examination, it's likely that they just thought he was an old man who was going through normal old people stuff, which could cause him sudden illnesses. It probably did not occur to them to test his blood for traces of toxins. If they had, they would have probably noticed something was off, but more on that later. A few years later in 2011, little old Chisako found her third husband-to-be, a 71-year-old man named Honda Masanori. Honda was also getting up there in age, but he was still seemingly very active. It was said that he had some health issues, but he managed it very well by eating healthy and keeping an active lifestyle. Maybe he was lonely, or maybe Chisako checked all his boxes. The two got engaged very quickly which is understandable. You're getting old. Things make more sense, probably, so you settle down faster. Chisako did not display any red flags, so Honda went for it. In March of 2012, a few months after becoming a couple, Honda decided to take his motorcycle out for a ride. He's like the cool old man who still rides motorcycles. I can see the appeal. Unfortunately, he seemingly suffered a stroke while riding and ended up crashing. He was immediately sent to the hospital, but perhaps due to his old age or his injuries, he was pronounced dead on the same day. Poor Chisako, right? All her husbands and fiancés ended up dead. Such bad luck. Well, I guess at this age, you don't have time to dwell on the past. Let bygones be bygones and all. Just a year later... And as you can see, her single window is getting shorter and shorter. She met another older gentleman by the name of Hiyoki Minoru. Minoru also had adult children and had recently won a battle against lung cancer. That's pretty great for a 75-year-old man. He probably had a decade or two ahead of him, and seeing as he was old and his children were probably off doing their own thing, well, he was lonely. This really makes me sad. Because I think of all these older people, like your grandparents or even your parents, seeing us, their kids, off to start lives of our own, and sometimes very far away from them. He wanted companionship, and he very much unfortunately found Chisako. At that point of his life, he probably felt great, 
Not only was his cancer treatment going great, he was in great health, and to top it all off, he had found love again. The pair met sometime in mid-2013, and in no time, the two began spending an awful lot of time together. They spent a night at each other's homes, went out for meals together, all the general things couples who are dating each other probably know and understand. It was not a secret that Minoru wanted to spend the rest of his life with Chisako, and she knew he wanted to as well. So she decided to make his life come to a quicker end and to fulfill his wish. Around September 20th of 2013, the pair went out for a romantic dinner, something they've done quite a few times already. The two whined and dined, but not long after finishing their meal, Minoru, very similar to her second husband, collapsed and lost consciousness. He even displayed similar symptoms as her second husband. The ambulance arrived not long after, and although Chisako did not give a false name this time, she did lie about some important details regarding her husband. She told them that, aside from her, he had no living relatives and no children. That's false. She also made sure that they knew about his lung cancer, except instead of saying it was under control, she said he was at his final stages of cancer. Why did she lie? Because she wanted to make him sound like someone who had nothing else to live for. This was her probably paving the way to signing a DNR, or a do not resuscitate order. He was old, he was dying from cancer anyway, so why not let him leave this world and take away his suffering? At least, that's what she made it seem like. Despite initial attempts to save his life, the medical professionals had to respect her wishes, and Minoru died on the same day. I don't know if it's her age or the way her brain works, but this woman was fearless. She had no issue doing what she was doing, and these deaths only seemed to push her to strike quicker, almost like it's a fun side project. Two months after the death of Minoru, in November of 2013, she met another man named Kakehi Isao, also 75 years of age. The two tied the knot very quickly because, like I mentioned, they probably didn't want to waste time not being married. Marriage is not just about romance and commitment. It can also prove to be useful in certain situations, such as inheriting assets, signing DNRs, you get the picture. Similar to the other men who were once in Chisako's life, Isao did not know anything about her past or what kind of plans she had for him. How could he know? What are the chances of you running into a serial killer? let alone one that's a woman, and quite elderly. Not long after being married, Isao unsurprisingly collapsed at home after dinner with Chisako. His symptoms were most likely very similar to the others, unable to breathe, unable to get up, all that. Chisako again played the part of a concerned wife and called an ambulance. Isao was rushed to the hospital as well, but was unable to pull through. He was pronounced dead within the hour. I truly wonder if anyone who knew about her bad luck and love thought it was suspicious. One dead lover? Okay, that's terrible. Two dead lovers? What are the odds? Still terrible. But three? Four? Okay, not saying bad luck is impossible, but definitely something worth looking into. Sure, Isao was older, so technically speaking, his death could have been chalked up to his age or some hidden illness. 
but when the police went to file his death report, they realized it was kind of fishy. This woman had a string of dead lovers, some were even husbands, and not just that, they all died in a very similar manner and within the span of a few years. Most of these men had nothing indicating they were in poor health, so something had to be going on. Because of this little bit of suspicion, an autopsy was then ordered for her latest victim, and surprise surprise, they found that indeed, he did not die of natural causes. Lethal traces of cyanide were found in him. And not just in one place, but like everywhere in his body, in his organs, and in his bloodstream. That was enough for the police to go to the home the couple shared to do a quick search. And interestingly, they found evidence that really solidified their theory. All these men that had died while in relationships with Chisako were elderly, and understandably, they all took health supplements. It's generally safe if the supplement is in the shape of a pill or a tablet. But what if it was in a capsule? If you're unfamiliar, cyanide is said to taste sort of like almonds, but on the bitter side. It's probably a bit difficult to put cyanide in tea or food, because it is far more likely one can taste it or smell it. But if you take these capsules from supplements, open them up and dump the original powder out and replace it with cyanide, one could probably not taste it because it's hidden and gets dissolved in your system after you swallow it. Or you could just build your own cyanide capsules and replace the whole bottle. How would they know? But of course, that's just speculation. The police strongly believed this theory, though, when they found multiple empty capsules in the apartment. But you can't really arrest someone just based on a hunch. They began to look deeper into this woman and started an investigation trying to link all these deceased men from her past. Less than a year later, the police finally felt like they had a case and issued a search warrant. By this time, she was living on her own, and during the search, they managed to find a hidden plastic bag with hints of cyanide in there. This clearly points to Chisako possessing cyanide. Maybe not right now, but at least at some point. Was she using it on someone else? Or was she saving that bag for somebody else? Why would she not have thrown it away? Did you know that around 80% of the population using any type of online subscriptions have forgotten about some of their subscriptions? And you know what that means? It means they're spending a lot of extra money they don't need to be spending. Sometimes sneaky companies charge you twice without you knowing, and sometimes they raise the price without telling you. I'm a fan of new games and apps, and somehow there's a new subscription for everything nowadays. From video streaming, games, fitness trackers, and probably other random things. It's all fun and games until I realize I forgot to cancel something in time. What's even worse is when you try to cancel, you have to go through a million links or five million customer service agents who keep asking you, are you sure? And this is why you should try out Rocket Money to keep your finances in check. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bill, all in one place. They will help identify unwanted subscriptions and make it easy to cancel. They'll also monitor your expenses in one place, recommend custom budgets based on your past spending, and notify you when you're acting a little too rich. 
you know, to save future you from feeling down over money. Over 3 million people have tried Rocket Money, and seriously, every little bit of saving counts. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash madness. That's rocketmoney.com slash madness. rocketmoney.com slash madness. So that's how the Black Widow of Japan was finally apprehended. She was questioned and interrogated several times over the next few months, and while she stood her ground and denied involvement of her most recent husband's death, she eventually decided to confess. I guess being locked up and getting asked the same questions day after day can get pretty tiring. During her initial appearance in court in June of 2017, she pled not guilty and left everything to her lawyers. Either she didn't care, or she trusted them completely. Then came the hearing, which took place on July 10, 2017. The prosecution had a good feeling about this case, so when it was time for them to question Chisako, they were ready. And they soon found themselves pleasantly surprised and confused. When asked if she used cyanide to poison and kill her husband, she took a moment before responding with a clear yes. But before the prosecution could ask her any other questions, she continued on. Not only did she admit to killing her most recent husband, she began to tell everyone the reason, as of trying to get everyone to see it from her point of view. So what's the real reason? It was because he was being cheap. She wanted him to hand over more money so she could repay some of her debt, but he was too stingy. She thought being married would mean having access to all his money, but in reality, Isao wanted to protect his finances. She also told the court that all the women before her all seemed to have gotten a lot of money from him, everyone except for her. And it wasn't fair. Because of this, her hatred towards him began to grow, which meant that she had to get rid of him. I guess for her, peace was never an option. At this point, her lawyers were probably freaking out, but Chisako was on a roll. She displayed zero remorse over killing her husband. She even began to mock the death penalty, saying that if she were executed tomorrow, she would die with a smile on her face. If she were offered poison tea right now, she would happily drink it. She ended her long rant with hints of being proud of what she had done. Like I said, no remorse. Just like that, the first hearing was over. The second one was supposed to be in two days, on July 12th. However, just two days after admitting to her guilt, she retracted her confession because she supposedly did not remember what she said. Or maybe her lawyers told her to deny her confessions. I can't imagine being a police officer or a detective trying to interrogate this little old lady. How frustrating it must have been. Chisako's lawyers took this opportunity to argue that their client was too elderly and was suffering from dementia. Therefore, her confession should not be taken into consideration. If they insisted on charging and convicting her, her lawyers were ready to appeal and go for the whole diminished responsibility angle, using her age and dementia. Too bad for Chisako, though. The presiding judge was not buying her dementia story. I mean, it could be true. But her killing her husband's could also be true. 
Whether or not she really had dementia, though, is unknown. Before her sentencing hearing, Chisako was interviewed, and she had allegedly told a reporter that she anticipated getting the death sentence, but that she also did not want to die. She then went on to insist that she had her reasons to kill these men, implying that they deserved it. At her sentencing, she was convicted for killing three of her husbands and at least one attempted murder. Remember her second husband? He didn't die from the poisoning, though it looked like he was going to. But to the prosecution, they strongly believe that it's possible that there are at least several other deaths that could be linked to her, but because it was circumstantial evidence and not solid enough, they decided to forego those and stick with what they had. After four months of waiting, the judge finally handed out Chisako's fate on November 7, 2017. She was sentenced to death. Of course, her lawyers appealed, but the judge upheld her death sentence. Quote, she used cyanide on the men after making them trust her as a life partner. It is calculated, cruel crime based on a strong intent of murder, unquote. It is true, none of these murders were committed out of self-defense. None were accidental, and it took quite a bit of planning. She was manipulative and very convincing, preying on these older men who simply wanted to find a partner to spend time with. Companionship. We've always known that Tinder and such apps can be very sketchy, but who knew the dating world for older people would turn out to be just as bad, if not worse. So a few things to discuss. How and where did Chisako meet all these guys? So, no, they were not using Tinder or Bumble, but close enough. There are many marriage agencies in Japan, where you go and tell them who you are and what you're looking for. It's like an app. But instead of an algorithm, people sift through files and find people who match your criteria. Chisako reportedly signed up for over 20 marriage agencies. And her criteria was always the same. She wanted someone preferably older, somebody ill, or somebody who had no kids. I understand the first and third criteria, but, but why would someone deliberately look for a partner who was sick? Knowing what we know... Obviously, it's because she wants them to die quickly so she can take their money. But if we try to think of it in a neutral or even a benign way, could it have been interpreted as a woman looking to take care of a man? I mean, she was from a time where women did all the housework and took care of their husbands. So this is probably not super out of the norm. Maybe even seen as traditional and sweet. Either way, she was always matched with someone that fit at least one of her criterias, and she deliberately picked men who all lived in different cities. While she had ulterior motives, I would think that most people who use marriage agencies use it for normal purposes, like finding a life partner. Unfortunately, love scams are not really uncommon around the world. It's basically where you pretend to want to form a relationship or bond with someone, while your main goal is to take as much money from them as possible. According to an article on CNN.com, there are about 100 cases of love scams every year in Tokyo, Japan. But I imagine the real number to be somewhat higher, because I highly doubt everyone is willing to report it. While it's not entirely uncommon, most cases do not end up in murder. If anything, once the scammer takes everything, they usually just disappear probably gone looking for their next victim. 
It's pretty clear that she killed all her lovers for financial gain. It's all about the money. I don't know if she grew up poor or if it was the struggles in life that made her view having money as the most important thing ever, but it is undeniable that her motivation was financial gain. What she spent it on, I have no clue. Apparently, every time she found a new man, she would borrow money from them, racking up a huge amount of debt. But since she was their partner, they were unlikely to demand that she pay them back instantly. She allegedly owed one of her deceased husbands around 48 million yen, around 440,000 US dollars, at the time of his death. That's a shocking amount of money to owe someone, considering how long she was even with any of these men. Over the years she spent scamming and killing, it was said that she had gained at least 500 million yen, or 4.5 million US dollars total. This included inheritance money, their valuables she probably sold, and their assets. I can't even fathom having that much money. And she was well into her 60s at the time. What was she planning to use that money for? Another question you might be wondering, where did she get the cyanide? I'm a bit unclear on this, but it seems like Chisako was working at a printing company at the time all this was happening, or at least part of the time. So I looked this up. Quote, certain pigments used in printing inks have chemical structures that utilize cyanide complexes, unquote. I did not know this. So long story short, she stole it from work. Some people steal pens, paper, coffee from work, but this lady stole cyanide to feed to her husbands. It was also said that Chisako always played the grieving widow role perfectly. She was seen crying and devastated at various funerals, so this kind of makes me wonder, is she just a really good actress? Or is there something more going on there? As of today, Chiseko is still in prison, and no date has yet been set for her execution. She'll turn 80 in 2026, and the years have not been very kind to her. Chiseko is actually not the only woman pending death in Japan for killing men for money. Ueta Miyuki was a 49-year-old woman who was suspected of killing up to six of her former lovers. She was arrested for robbery and murder in January of 2010. I wonder if Chisako knew about her. Although Miyuki was also sentenced to death, she died prematurely in prison before an execution date was set. I might cover this one at a later date, so that's all you need to know for now. So there you have it the little harmless-looking old lady who turned out to be a serial killer of husbands, also known as a black widow. How do you feel about her sentence? Is it too harsh? Would you take her age into consideration? I can understand it might feel weird, but facts are facts. She unnecessarily murdered at least three men in cold blood, and never once had she apologized to the victims' families or shown much remorse. In fact, when asked if she felt sorry or remorse about her actions, she had allegedly said something along the lines of, Reflecting on your actions won't make your sins go away, and it won't reach the dead. Even if it were true, I'm sure the family members would appreciate a little bit of acknowledgement. What she did was inexcusable. If she was only in it for the money, she could have just taken their money and left. Why take away their lives, even if they were already old? They had families, many had children or even grandchildren. I won't deny money is great and absolutely necessary, 
but to go this far is really cruel. I do hope the families of her victims find peace, and hopefully knowing that the killer is behind bars forever will bring them some sense of security. At least she won't be out there poisoning other elderly men. Thank you all for tuning in, and please remember to stay safe, and be careful of who you meet and trust. Stranger danger, you know the drill. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Asian Madness Podcast. If you enjoyed my content, please rate and review me on iTunes. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me at asianmadnesspod at gmail.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.